Also, can we just talk about the fact that Archelos Lagoon Mystic doesn't have partner and neither does Quain, internal meddler? The rabbit wizard and the turtle shaman cannot be partners with each other. That is so fucked up. Yeah, it is. If there were two cards that should have partners, you want the fucking horse and the turtle. You can't do it. And they also, here's the perfect scenario too, because they could have made Quain Jeskai. And then Archelos is Soltai and put them together in their Wooburg. So you'd have just two five color, like you'd have a five color combination commander that could partner together. It's the Taurus and the Hare. And Quinn should have red anyway, and he should have haste because he's a rabbit. Yeah, absolutely. There are so many fucking drop balls with that. What is up, losers? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, another unplayable white card. Tyler, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, definitely not a five-color commander, Matt. Matt, what is going on? Not a whole lot, man. Just, uh, dad-like. Yeah, you are continuing to be a dad. Weird how that doesn't just, like, stop. Like, that's something that starts and then just never ceases. It continues. I really can't hang that hat up. I'm okay with that. I feel like most dads are. No, maybe you shouldn't say that. (laughs) I'm sure some dads are bombs. There's there's definitely... I can think of at least one dad. Who? Mine. Oh, Jesus. I should have known that's where you were going with. There are like six people out there that are dying laughing at that one, and then other people are totally confused, but it's okay. We're going to roll with it. Just keep going. (laughs) We're going to blow past that one. Anyway, Matt, I know you don't love Commander, but you have to admit, this set is fucking... It is cool because it's Commander, but it's also drafting, which is something obviously new that they haven't done before. And I'm assuming everybody knows we're talking about Commander Legends. We started the spoilers last week, but we got the rest of the set this week. And you just brought up a really good point. I'm looking at this from like, I want to build Commander decks out of these cards. I really haven't been considering the fact that I get to play this set in arguably the best ways any set could be played. And that's limited. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that, dude. That's like, yeah, that's essentially the only way that you're ever going to touch this with a hundred foot pull. Like, I'll play Commander. Like, I do have a way scaled down from just you. If you don't kill me by turn three, everyone suffers. Yeah, you play scummy commanders. But also, I think this set really hit the sweet spot where it doesn't have all that much for genuinely scumbag commander. There are a couple cards here and there. Like, I can argue some reprints. that there's some reprints. There are definitely some reprints, but they're not new cards that are built, like, really geared towards, like, the scummy, super competitive, like, kill you turn two commanders. Besides, like, maybe Jeweled Lotus, which I've really thought about Jeweled Lotus. I think Jeweled Lotus is actually bad. I don't think that card's very good. Um, it's not very good, but in certain situations, it's super nice to just pop off. I was actually having this conversation with somebody about Jeweled Lotus specifically. And they were saying that it's, it's so good, but it, it, like you said, it's only good in these really narrow situations. Like, you can say that Dark Ritual is a good card, and Seething Song is a good card. Like, all these ritual effects are good cards in their specific scenarios. But in Commander, those scenarios are so few and far between. And since it's a singleton deck, it those, those scenarios come up a lot less. Sure, you always have access to your Commander, but you have one card in your deck that can only cast one other card. That is not very good. Um, so, for example, 
that card is a Muldroth, especially like combo version sure. of it. And that's where it's going to see a lot of play in combo-y, stormy-style decks. But here's the thing. Is it really that much better in Muldrotha than anything else? Like, it, I think it's worse in Muldrotha than, like, just any other free artifact that you can cast. Outside of, like, well, the artifacts that you can't use. Well, it's not as good. It's not even no, on the same. It would button. never be as good as LED. That's correct. Is it better it than f- Lotus Petal? In certain situations. How? I don't, I don't understand how it would ever be better than Lotus Petal. Um, because it's three mana, and granted, it can only cast your commander, but, like, so with Muldrotha, Animate Dead, Phantasmal Image, uh, you can, and the, the correct amount of mana, let's start there, you can just, if you have infinite mana, you can kind of cycle through, and it helps bridge that gap to maybe get another cast off of it, keep going. Okay, sure. Um, that's the scenario where it's stupid and ridiculous. That's like that one, like, pretty niche scenario, if we're going to be honest, where it's better than that. Like, the only thing that I can think it's, like, significantly better than, as far as, like, the zero artifact, or zero mana artifacts, is, like, the ones that you can only use if you have, like, X amount of, like, the artifact one. Uh, the one that used to be Mox played, Opal. they got banned. Mox Opal, thank you. It's, like, it's obviously better than Mox Opal, because you're probably not going to have the artifact to play Mox Opal. But even, like, the legendary Mox... Like, that one, I think it's better than Jeweled Lotus. Mox Amber. Thank you, Mox Amber. Um, because if you be have Moldrotha, you're it. always going to be at, able to add a black, a green, or a blue with Mox Amber. Yeah, the thing, it's really good to ramp you out to start that chip mill. That's what I was getting at. That's true. And, and like, that is one of those cards that it fits into the scummy, like, I want to kill you as fast as possible commanders. But if you're not trying to do that, that card gets significantly worse in your deck to the point where I don't even think you put it in the 99. Um, some decks will play it that have like ridiculously costed just because it's a dark ritual. What decks are going to play dark combos? Yeah, it's scummy ones. So, yeah, you say scummy, I say calm. <laughs> I mean, those are pretty much synonyms, right? <laughs> when it comes Depends to commander. Ask. Yeah. Oh, but you're right. We're asking me and nobody else is here to tell me that I'm wrong. You're wrong. But, but no, I, yeah, let's, so... let's talk about this set a little bit. Like, let's talk about cards specifically, and then we can talk about the set as a whole after we plow through the rest of these spoilers. We're going to start with white. Matt, I got a bone to pick. I really, if I preface this a little bit with our intros, another unplayable white card is pretty much the theme of this. They specifically put in the slideshow that they showed to preview the set that there were going to be powerful white cards. I'm looking. Where are they? Show me. <laughs> that's fair i mean i guess the meme could be that like they did print source of plowshares in this and that is one of the all-time greatest not even just white cards but all-time greatest cards like you can um, argue source of plowshares is the best removal spell have you heard of balance uh balance i think is a on a different scale though that's fair that's before like, they knew what they were doing yeah exactly like, balance is the exact opposite of what the card is because it's not balanced no it never is but, but if point. we're talking about just like just strictly like one for one removal spells, Swords is at the top of it. And Swords is um, in this set. It believed that it actually the best actual strictly one for one removal spell. spell. Yeah, I agree with that. You don't and give a fuck about life. They they did do a good thing and they printed the this Swords of Plowshares with the uh, the guy like almost shifting into from swinging a sword into swinging a, uh, a hoe. Gotta swing those hoes. And this, I believe this is like one of, maybe the second time that it's been printed. It was printed as like a promo. Oh, this art? Yes. I would say arguably, the art, maybe but... the third best art for Swords to Plowshares. But it's still a good art. 
It's not bad. Not my more, favorite. But. More copies of good art is never a bad thing. But let's talk about some new cards. Because, like, that's really what people will give a fuck about. I was just pissed that there's not actually good white cards. And I'm not saying there's not good white cards. Because one of the cards that we're about to talk about, Triumphant Reckoning, that card is gross. Like, that card's very good. But my issue is Black got staple good cards that are good in a lot of different decks. Blue got staple cards that are good in a lot of different decks and are probably going to be good in other formats besides Commander. This is good in Commander and specific type of under deck. Yeah, this is a good in a very narrow strategy. I wouldn't say very narrow, but like a specific type of Commander deck. It's not good in every white deck. <laughs> but anyway, Triumphant Reckoning, it is a burly six and three white it's a mythic sorcery you return all artifacts enchantments and planeswalkers from your graveyard to the battlefield is that a powerful effect you bet your ass it is there's a good chance that that might end the game on the spot depending on your deck and what you have in the graveyard but like that should end the game that's like a big finisher like oh now you're just fucked you never this cool here's this but my thing is like you compared the power level of that to the power of like opposition agent you compare the oh, power level yeah. of that it to the power shit. level of the blue court, the court of cunning. Shit. Those are on a different scale. Kind of like balance and source of polishers. Those are two different scales entirely. 100% agree with you there. It's hard to argue the semantics of power level as far as magic cards go because different cards are good in different scenarios. Hell, we just had like a, a five minute conversation about the different power levels of the different scenarios with Jeweled Lotus. I still think Jeweled Lotus is a bad card. There are yes. scenarios when it's great. Yeah, that's, I was just getting at, there's definitely insane, and then times where it's just a dead card. But I think the, like, the times in which you get to play things like Opposition Agents, things like Court of Cunning, and those cards being good. Those also have multiple uses. This is just, true. there's three man yet have fun. I guess when you're discussing the, the concept of power level, you can't just think of it as, like, the raw effect that the card does. You think about it in the context of the game, like, is it good early? Is it good late? Like, when you're behind, is it good? When you're ahead, is it good? Triumphant Reckoning is really only very good when you're pretty behind late in the game. Yeah, that's spot on. Where, I mean, if you play Court of Cunning early in the game, it's insane. Late in the game, it could just be the way that finishes off your opponent. If you're behind, sure, it's not great. But if you're ahead, that can just be what puts you over the edge and draws you a ton of cards. Like that has so much more dynamic power to it than Triumphant Reckoning. This white, like, I, it's kind of a flagship mythic as far as white is concerned in the set. I would say out of the four white mythics, it's probably tied for second, or I guess tied for first for, like, the flagship mythic and the color. And it's really not that great. Yeah, I agree. But it's, the other... It's good, but it's not, like, holy shit. What I think the other, like, quote-unquote flagship mythic is, is New Acroma. Yeah, New Acroma's pretty good. She ain't bad. This is the closest thing to a good card in white that I've seen. She is five in two white, six, six flyer. She has flying, first strike, vigilance, trample, very typical Akroma. And she says at the beginning of combat, until the end of turn, each other creature you control gets a plus one, plus one if it has flying, a plus one, plus one if it has first strike, and so on for double strike, death touch, haste, hexproof, indestructible, lifelink, menace, protections, reach, trample, Vigilance and partner. She also has partner. Because why not? I mean, that's word soup, but basically what it boils down to is the more keywords you can pack onto a card, the stronger that card is going to be in combat. I'll give you that is a pretty white thing, but like, I mean, 
it's powerful, but is it the promised power that we received? I don't think so. Yeah, it's not anything absurd. And I and to get to be clear, I, it's not like I hate those white cards. Like I love the fact that they reprinted our steer command. I love Court of Grace. I do actually like Triumphant Reckoning. I do like Acroma. I do like the Archon and the Seraphic Greatsword that we talked about last week. I like all these cards. There's another card that we can talk about, the uh, Arden. I think he's incredibly powerful, but I guess they're not up to snuff with what I expected when they physically put the words powerful white cards onto a slide that they presented while they spoiled the set. Yeah, they, they got you good, didn't they? <laughs> See, I almost thought... I was like, oh, they they actually said that they're going to print powerful white cards. And they were just like, fucking trolled you, you idiot, you moron. Here, here's some mediocre white cards for you. Here's your power level, quote unquote. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, damn it, wizard. And I think that's that boils down to what is the issue with white? Why is it not powerful? I think it's just because there is no thing as a color pie anymore. No, they kind of did away with that, it seems. All all colors can do all things that everybody else can do, except for white. White is just the the redheaded stepchild of every other color. Because like now green can draw a bunch of cards and like red can draw a bunch of cards. Like the things that were typically blue things, every other color can do except white. Yeah, they really like hold in white back, which is a bunch of bullshit. But the last white card we want to talk about is definitely the uh, Arden. Intrepid Archaeologist. Two and a white for a 2-2. At the beginning of your combat on your turn, you may attach any number of auras or equipments you control to target permanent or player, and it also has partner. Yeah, so there's already Ender decks that really thrive on it, and this is just another tool for them to, to have. It's actually a commander. Oh, absolutely. And, and get, there's like... there's risky with it. There are other commanders out there, and there are other cards that kind of have a very similar ability where you kind of get cheap or free movements of equipment, but more redundant copies of that effect. Never a bad thing. No, definitely. And tack those words onto a commander. Now we're cooking with gas. Now you can actually get some shit done with this card. Well, you always have access. That's the the beauty of commander. Yep. Also, can we make a quick, this is a quick aside. I hate partner as a concept. I understand why it's here, but I also hate it. I can't stand the, the, the concept of it. As a mechanic. It definitely goes against the commander philosophy. Yeah, just the whole ethos of commander partner just doesn't make sense. And we kind of touched on it a little bit last week. We're just like, oh, why would this dickhead partner up with this other dickhead when like they have nothing to do with each other? And commander players are just like, cause color. Now I can color with this color and put color together and make two color. And I'm like, okay, I get it from a gameplay aspect makes a ton of sense from a it flavor was also just aspect something new for them to because those true. like so those are some of the specifically for competitive those are some of the most competitive decks absolutely because you do get the the color common and something either really decent or really busted yeah you get a busted ability and then like, vile smasher is a perfect example of this like that's a busted ability but when you get to partner that with a blue commander now you just get to go hog wild because then you get to play blue cards with your dumb red black commander and you just get to go off. Oh, I was thinking the Blood Pod with white, black, red, green. Yeah, Vile Smasher's in that, isn't it? No, maybe it's not. No, it's the chick who's one white, black. Yeah, but even then, both, it's like... that deck was stupid. Are the commanders even that important in that deck? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Uh, I feel like that's mostly just rolling. like, I want the four colors so I can play all the dumb shit, and then you get the four colors, you can play the dumb shit, and then if the commanders come into play, they come into play, but usually they don't. 
Well, the one you always won because the white black was the really good part of it. Yeah, so that's and a the power. Other, the other one just gave the colors kind of a way to rebuild, I think. I don't know. I haven't played that. We can debate whether the, the commanders are actually good in it or if it's just the color combinations, but digress. Let's move on to some blue cards. The one blue card that I think took everybody a little bit by storm when they saw it, Hull Breacher, a new little fish friend. Oh, yeah, get all the fishies. Yes, yeah, so for two in a blue, you get a 3-2 Merfolk Pirate with Flash. And if an opponent would draw a card except the first one they draw in each of their draw steps, instead, you create a creature token. Now, there's instead. an important word in that. Yep, there is a real important word in that that you didn't catch earlier. And I was just like, no, I did not catch it. That's an important difference. Then also you create a treasure. No, it's instead. So you replace their draw with you creating the token. So this is basically going to be in Merfolk decks forever. Um, I don't know if it's big and leg or not, but it has its times here and there in vintage. And this is stupid. I think this will probably see play in both versions of the deck. It's not going to be like a four of by any means, but. In the right meta, that's the issue with Merfolk, right? It it only functions when the cards in it are particularly good against whatever's going on. You can yeah, say that that's kind of an issue with Death and Taxes on a lot of occasions, too. Like, if whatever's going on in the meta is particularly good against Merfolk, Merfolk's dead in the water. No pun intended. Uh, but this guy definitely cleans up some shit with uh, any funky drawn additional cards. Brainstorm looks really bad against Hall, Bra- Hall Breacher. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, go put two cards back. And people were also not getting this card. People were saying that this is worse than Smothering Tides. I don't see it. I think, in general, this card is significantly better. It's one less mana. It They can't draw the additional card. If you're playing against, like, a bunch of fair decks, they have sure, uses. Smothering Tides is different. I guess, I mean, they function similarly, similarly, but in different areas, they're better. I think, in general, Hallbreacher will keep you in the game a lot longer. It might not be as explosive as Mothering Tides, but Hall Breacher is more it's of like a hate a prison piece. piece. Yeah. I don't absolutely. need a map to find the riches. I saw that. that. It's spot on. Rich, man. Holy shit. Because home fishy is just punching a hole in the side of the boat. And he's literally it. ripping the hull off. He's actually, I would say he's probably breaching the hull is yeah. what he's doing. That seems like it checks out. Math checks out, my dude. All right. Uh, any other blue cards that you were looking at? Yeah, so uh, Sakashima of a thousand. He's definitely got more than one face. I would say he actually has more than 999 face. What's saying? Uh, so three and a blue, Legendary Creed 3 1 with partner. You may have Sakashima of a thousand faces enter the battlefield as a copy of another creature you control, except it has Homeboy's other abilities. The legend rule does not apply to permanents you control. Because, of course. So, hey, I'm going to clone my super dope commander. Yeah, it seems pretty good, right? Because, again, you you do have to have a commander with partner for this to be really good. But we just talked about Vile Smasher. Like, that card's pretty good. It has partner. Yeah. And another thing I, I thought of, companion still exists. Garuda still exists. Like, you can still do that clone deck thing. And this is just extra gross in that. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a legacy thing. Yeah, I mean, it was also it's also a thing you can do in Commander. Like, I would argue that the errata that they did to Companion affected Commander the least out of all of the formats. Yeah, probably. Yeah, this card's got a high, high, high seal. I forgot about that mechanic. I think we all tried to. I, I think the errata did. did a job. Yeah, it did its job good. It needed to have- I agree with that. But this card's this card. 
Also, there was another one, Body of Knowledge. This is my name for it. I love this card. Yeah, this card's pretty cool. Yeah, so for three and two blue, you get a Star Star Avatar. Its power and toughness are equal to the number of cards in your hand. You have no maximum hand size. And whenever Body of Knowledge is, or Body of Knowledge is dealt damage, draw that many cards. Um, this goes infinite with the Niv-Mizzet. Oh, when you draw cards, you deal a damage, and then, yeah. Yeah, you just, well, that wasn't hard. Hey, wow, you broke it. <laughs> you broke <Yeah>. the card. <laughs> that just came to me. I was like, wait a minute. You can deal damage repeatedly. And I was like, oh, wait, this draw a card, it pings something. Well, here you go. Yeah, weird that you would just be able to do that with Nibizit. What else is in that color combination? Oh, I don't know, like Thassa's Oracle, Labman. You can infinite with this guy pretty easily. Yeah, it wouldn't be too hard. Because every time you're dealing damage, you're drawing a card. You're never killing this guy. He's always going to go up a power or a toughness. Yeah, if you're pinging him for one. Yeah, so he's always going to would... stay net the same toughness as far as damage is concerned. Depending on you don't discard cards or someone wheel fortune. I mean, I, I would assume that if you're you're going off to try to do that shenanigans, you're going to probably win the game that turn. So, well, like... Blue, there's things like... Yeah, very true. So, like, if they're just going to try to kill this guy, uh, you can just say, no, no, no. Uh, uh, uh. There's also another blue rare that is right up my alley. This is one of the most fun cards I've ever seen in my entire life. Wrong turn. I was just thinking, I was like, that's hilarious art, number one. I love this card so much. Yeah, so for two in a blue, you get an instant. It says, target opponent gains control of target creature. Um, The fact that this is an instant is the most entertaining thing on the planet for me. This is a cab card through and through. Without a doubt. Also, this is a Rupert card through and through. Like, just being able to sit back and, like, big splashy thing happens, and then everybody's just like, whoa, that's nuts. And the person's just like, oh, yeah, that's really, really cool. Uh, wrong turn? That's <laughs> this person's? And now the game is entirely flipped on its head? I love this type of card. We talked about this with the black card last week. It's like profane something. And let's can't give it to yourself. It has to be an opponent. It's an opponent. Yeah. Pr profane transfusion is the card that I talked about last week where I love cards that they create stories that are lasting in a game of commander. That's what a commander's for. This is one of those cards that is going to create moments. Magic needs more of these cards. Yeah, this is this is a good one. Yeah. He's just like, oh. Nice Eldrazi that you just cast. Oh, that Emrakul that you just spent a lot of time and effort into putting on the battlefield? It's going to be this guy's who has missed two land drops, and now he has an Emrakul. <laughs> a freaking idiot. How dare you try to play an Emrakul? Steve gets the... Classic Steve move, too. Just sitting there sandbagging lands just to get an Emrakul off of a wrong turn. Yep. Son of a bitch. I know that game. That motherfucker. I bet Steve probably plays black, too. What's wrong with playing black, too? Nothing. I, I was just assuming that Steve would play black and he would probably be playing things like uh, Court of Ambition in his deck. Oh, you're you're not a fan of Court of Ambition? No, I actually really like Court of Ambition. This card's sweet. You already know how much I love Monarch. That card, that just mechanic is perfect for Commander. Anytime it ever says Monarch. Unless it's blue. Yeah, that's, that, that sentence is, rings pretty true unless it's a blue card. But yeah, Court of Ambition. Two and two black. Enchantment. Enters the battlefield, you become the Monarch, and... At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses three life unless they discard a card. If you are the Annoying. monarch. Hold on. That part's unmanageable. Yeah. Um, this next part. <laughs> Annoying so and unmanageable. If you are the monarch 
Instead, each opponent loses six life unless they discard two cards. This is like in a style of deck with like the Megrums. Well, I don't know how. Is that like a thing, Amander? Oh, absolutely. Like that and Liliana's Caress. Uh, Liliana's Caress is exactly... This is a, another person that I play with, Zach. He plays legitimately a mono-black discard commander deck. This is the perfect card for it. Just being able to mind rot every upkeep, pretty good. Yeah, do you know how it's really easy to beat your opponent when they have to windmill slam off the top? Yeah, if you're just peeling and like that's your only way out, good luck, my dude. Because, like, that's, again, Zach has played that deck multiple times. I believe the commander is the guy from Eldraine that whenever something enters, a creature enters the graveyard from anywhere, uh, your opponent loses one and you gain one. Sir Conrad, yeah. the Grim. So, like, it's, he, you're just discarding creatures. He's gaining life. You're losing life. And at a point in the game, he you just have nothing. And then everything that happens that you are discarding, if it's a creature, you're just getting chunked and he's just getting to a point where you can't win the game because he's at a thousand life. You have no cards in hand and it just like there's no way out and it feels awful. This is a card that does exactly that. In yeah, that sounds miserable. Sounds great. Oh, great. If you're doing it awful, if you're yeah, playing de- depending it. on who you are. Yeah, if you're in the driver's seat, you are loving Court of Ambition. Also, the flavor text. Watch your step. <laughs> fantastic so good another black card i really like necrotic hex i love this card seven mana six and a black it's a sorcerer this is the sorry go ahead each player sacrifices six creature you create six tapped two two black zombie another card we just keep doing this where we're just like i see this card and i imagine somebody this is a quarry card through and through oh yeah this card's super cool I always loved zombies. They're just fantastic. And guess what? Zombie decks always have laying around. Uh, zombies, usually. Zombies to sacrifice. And uh, it doesn't say that you have to sacrifice them. So if you have no creatures in play and everyone else does, just boom, everyone else sacrifice six creatures. Here's my 12 power worth of zombie. Yeah, that feels pretty good. I mean, and like an average case scenario, you're sacking six zombies, getting six zombies back, and then you're pretty much wrathing the board. A one-sided wrath isn't bad. No, it's pretty good. I just saw this thing too. Didn't see it before scrolling through. What is it? Um, Nightshade Harvest. Yeah, that this card's thing sweet. is annoying. Yeah, that card's really obnoxious. So three and a black for Elf Shun two two. Whenever he land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, that player loses one life. Put a one one counter on Nightshade Harvest. Oh, what's the red card? Have... Mana barbs. That when you tap a land, it deals one damage. Yeah. This is like very reminiscent of that, but this is just a more fun take on that kind of card. Chances are it'll be a 5-5 when it gets back to you. Oh, yeah. You're never mad about that. Have fun with your fetch lands also. Oof. Yeah, in a world where fetch lands exist, this is so much work. But just like like you said, just having a 5-5 with your opponents just making normal land drops, that card's sweet. Yeah, that's going to have a target on its back pretty quick. Absolutely. Another card that... This is one of the uncommons that i think are out of this world powerful feasts of succession the it's a four and two black for a sorcery all creatures get minus four minus four until the end of turn you become the monarch spot on control oh yeah like you just get to hopefully wrap the board and then just get to draw an additional card and if you keep the monarch this card just pays so many dividends this card's so good this is where you play 
couple big finishers, two, three big finishers. You play a bunch of little tiny idiots, just kind of get you to this. And then, okay, say goodbye to all, all your shit you've been doing. I'm going to be the monarch. I'm going to at least draw one card so this thing replaces it. And hopefully I have something big that survived this and have fun attacking through it. Yeah, this is like one of those cards that you put into the deck where it's like pseudo controlling and you're just playing a bunch of heavy hitters. And the issue you have with that deck is being beating like the go wide token decks. This is your one button answer to that. Exactly. Yeah, just all right. See ya. Yeah, big fan of Feast of Succession. That card's so sweet. But Matt, are there any other black cards that you thought were particularly notable? Um, a couple elves that, you know, I love elves. I've always have. You do have a big soft um, spot for elves. The Miera Thorn of the Glade. It's one in a black for a one-two legendary elf scout. Whenever that or another elf you control dies, you may pay one colorless and one life. If you do, draw a card. Mm-hmm. It's one of those cards that, like we were talking about, this is going to be a really cool limited commander. And this, like, these elves are all about tokens, because there's two more here. One's just when a token you control leaves a battlefield, each opponent loses one, and, you, and then another legendary partner, six mana, three, three. Whenever a token you control leaves the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on Nadir, agent of the Duskin, Duskin elf. And then when Nadir leaves, create a number of one, one green elf warrior creature tokens equal to its power. Yeah, and note that all of those cards that we just talked about are all elves. Yes, and they are also all uncommon. Yeah, so, I mean, you could make a sick, like, black-green elves deck in this format, for sure. That's definitely going to be an archetype in this. There's even a uh, four-mana black enchantment that gives elves, elves you control, plus two, plus... Oh, yeah, and I believe there, there's an uncommon... Let me find it really quickly. Yeah, um, it's Iblight Massacre. Two black-black, non-elf creatures get a minus two, minus two until the end of turn. I believe that's a reprint, but it is a reprint. It is from originally from Magic Origins, but in Magic Origins, notably, it was an uncommon. It is a common in this set. So shout out to Popper. Popper coming at you. Mm-hmm. Um, another cool thing I didn't realize, Victim. It's always a good... Uh, Love Victim. Yeah, it's a fantastic card. So two and a black sorcery, two target creature cards in your graveyard, a sack a creature... If you do, return those chosen cards to the battlefield tapped. That was in one of my all-time favorite limited formats, Conspiracy 1. Just a great card. Absolutely. But you want to move on to some cards of the red variety? I suppose. All right, the first one, Hellkite Courser. Four red red for a 6-5 dragon. It has flying, and it says, whenever it enters the battlefield, you may put a commander you own from the command zone onto the battlefield, it gains haste, return it to the command zone at the beginning of the next end step. What's the uh, the big-ass dragon? The spirit, not this. It's, uh... Talking about like a Tarka? No, no, it's like the commander one that's like 30 mana. Oh, I'm not. Are you talking about the five-color one? Yes. It's colorless, but it has like five colors? No, not Ramo. Oh, uh, okay. Then I'm, I'm not entirely sure. But go ahead, because yeah, I think I mean... that would actually... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the holdup for this card, right? And I think that's why we didn't really hear all that much about it is because it is like a flashy mythic dragon. Sure. But at what point is at six mana you playing this? Are you really netting that much mana unless you've played your commander a thousand times prior? Oh, the Ur dragon. Oh, yeah, the Ur dragon. That's this feels good. Yeah, that's the so it's nine mana for Wooberg. Eminent, that's what I couldn't think of. So 
makes your dragons cost one less flying. Whenever one or more dragons you control attack, draw that many cards, then you put a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield. So, yeah, in the case that you are playing Ur-Dragon, Ur this card is a, I wouldn't say, assume an auto-include. Yeah, um, that's like the real cheating on That makes sense to me. Or Morpher on the Boundless if you have a bunch of Wooberg dragons. Yeah, I mean, Wooberg is just like a good color combination for dragons because they're in all shapes and sizes and flavors. Yeah, that's going to be the one thing that really makes the thing busted. But I do, I mean... You get I, a free slander or something. True. Um, the other thing was if you play your commander a shitload of time, the commander tax is getting wonky, then you can just kind of cheat it out for one final hurrah. If, it, if you're, like, at the end of this game, like, peeling this card after you've been, like, decimated, it's just, like, you and another person, and, like, they just cast a wrath, and you play this guy, and then you can, like, get in with your commander, that's a pretty good scenario. It just seems a little narrow to me. Yeah, definitely narrow. Seems cool. Auto-include in the... Yeah, I would say that that makes a lot of sense. Another red card I liked that was just spoiled, the Red Court, Court of Ire. Three red red enchantment, enters the battlefield, you become monarch, so, like, that's just gravy. But at the beginning of your upkeep, Court of Iron deals two damage to any target. If you are the monarch, it deals seven damage to that that's player permanent. Yeah, that's just going to kill just about anything or just nugging somebody for seven right to their skull. This that's... might be like a, a control deck all-star. Oh, that's true. It could just like be that that thing that just like, oh, I'm just going to start picking things off or I'm just going to nug you. Uh, it has some flexibility as far as like a red burn enchantment is concerned. For commander, it's actually good because burn is generally dog shit. And oh yeah, I think burn and commander just doesn't color, exist. Right? Um, I don't think red is the worst color. It's just I guess the burn aspect of red, like direct damage, is just not good. Because like forty life is a lot. Four player or three other players is a lot. But I still think that card's like pretty cool and. Red Monarch cards, few and far between. So having that ability, and if you can put a board state where you can keep the Monarch, it's that's literally never going to be bad, ever. Yeah, it's going to start chunking. Anything else in red you saw? No, nothing actually in red that we saw recently. We talked about some red cards last week that we thought were pretty cool, like the Wheel of Misfortune, Krark, the new uh, Jessica Planeswalker, but I think we're probably safe to move on to some green cards there's some cool cool green cards oh my god the one of my favorite cards i've seen in the set and it's not a card that's up my alley at all but i'm so happy that it exists apex devastator yeah it's okay <laughs> yeah strap it this one is a wild ride eight and two green for a 10 10 chimera hydra it says cascade 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 <laughs> Which is banana. What? What is? What a wild ride! Just like casting this, resolving this spell is the only thing that makes it worth the price of it for spending ten mana on it. To just get a plain Jane. Ten. Yeah, like a, a vanilla ten ten has never been more exciting. Just because you'd just be like, oh, I'm just gonna cast this vanilla ten ten. Also, let's roll the dice. Let's start flipping cards. Because like realistically, yeah. the first four cards you flip, you're casting. As long as they're not lands, the first four, the first four non-land cards off the top of your deck, you're getting with. 
Pretty much, yeah. This is going to be be over 10 mana. This is going to be one of the top end cards. This is one of those things that anytime somebody resolves it, everybody else at the table just goes, fuck, God. But here's the, you have to put this in your deck. I don't think it's, but that's just not my style. Oh my God. If you're playing a Cascade focused deck, how do you not play this card? If you're like a dedicated, like I'm playing Cascade because Cascade is sick. This card says Cascade four times on it. You can't not play it. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I am about? What are you about? Reshape the... That is... Okay, if Apex Devastator is a Tyler card, Reshape the Earth is a Matt card through and through. For sure it is. I love this card. Um, so this is six colorless, green, 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 for sorcery. Search your library for up to ten land cards and put them onto the battlefield tapped and shuffle your library. What else do you want besides ten free lands? This yeah. is not a ramp spell. This is... Yeah, this is this is a I'm ending the games because the I mean, the important thing is it says land cards that doesn't say basic land cards, my dude. It does not. So there's a couple of different ways to do this. There's, if you play magic and cards, arguably the best cards, um, you can get like Valakit and nug someone for 30 Absolutely. or you could get that. Does it work with Vesuva? Vesuva, Vesuva come in and they see each other simultaneously. I believe so. Okay, or chunk someone for a shitload more, or go get a bunch of whatever. The world is your oyster. I love with this is that if you read the card Maze's End. That's a thing. That uh, Maze's End in this, in Reshape the Earth, are, they're good friends. They're buddies now. That just basically wins you the game on your upkeep, right? Um, well, you have to, yeah, you have to untap and activate Maze's End. Because Maze's End wins you the game on activation. If you So you can win in your upkeep. Yes, or if you have something that has these cards untapped, like the Turtle Commander that we saw earlier. What's his name? Archelos? Master like, if you have Archelos and cast this guy and are playing, like, the Maze's End strategy, you win the game. I'm sold. I'm doing it. All of your guild gates enter the battlefield untapped, including Maze's End. You activate Maze's End. Uh, winner! You talk to me and do it. I guess you couldn't do it with Archelos. Like, as your commander. But you can still have him on the battlefield. You could do that with Archelos. Uh, you you cannot play the, play the guild game. Uh, yeah, but I mean... I thought it just added... No, you have to, they have to be able to... If they add mana, they have to be mana that your commander identity. But again, like, Archelos doesn't have to be your commander. It can just be in the 99. And if you can somehow pull that off, that is a, a moment that will get you through probably the rest of your life. Like, that's why you build that deck, right? Is to have Archelos and then cast Reshape the Earth and just win like that? Yeah, I think so. I think once you do that once, you're the happiest person on the planet. That's That would be my goal. As it should be. I also am a real big fan of Biowaste Blob. Yeah, I love that thing. I love a good Ooze Lord. There's something about it. For two green green, you get a zero zero Ooze. Uh, oozes you control get a plus or get a plus one plus one. So this is a four four for or a one one for four. Um, but... At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control a commander, you get to copy this bad boy. Which is wild. What's up, Ooze Tribal? Um, and so that will double you. Correct. So the next time you have two, then you have two more and it gets wild real quick. That is the just quintessential ooze thing that you're just making more oozes and those oozes are making more oozes. And it's just like, oh, well, uh, this got out of hand and I'm fucked now. You can say that they're oozing. They are oozing. That's the, I think that <laughs> might be the point. I think that's the flavor. They're oozing. oozing. They're oozing values what they're oozing. 
there is ooze legend yeah when we were talking about bioways blob before we started i was like fuck why isn't this thing legendary i wish there was a legendary ooze in this format and you were just like uh, i think that would be itself oh, yeah. if it was legendary 100 percent, it would be too. but because you play the the commander loader play this on turn one and then you say, <laughs> you fucking scumbag. Good luck. Everybody. But there is a legendary ooze. So not all is lost. We got Slurk, Slurk, which is an all-time great name, especially for an ooze. He's Slurk all ingesting. Five and a green for a zero zero classic ooze. Um, he's a legendary creature. Shocker. He's an ooze. Um, and Slurk enters the battlefield with five plus one plus one. And then whenever another creature you control dies, if it had a plus one, plus one counter on it, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control that has a plus one, plus one counter. Whenever it, it or another, whenever it dies or another. another. Oh, creature. yeah, that's definitely something that's good. Just like this guy can die. Another creature can die as long as it's I mean, plus one, plus one counter theme in limited makes this card so much better, which in green, there definitely is a plus one, plus one counter theme. Yeah. Keep it themey, bro. Hell yeah, gotta keep it. Gotta also gotta love a, a legendary ooze. It's fantastic. Yeah, um, let's move to some cards that are devoid of color. How about it? I suppose we can do that. There is one card in specific that I want to talk about that is oh so disgusting. Commander's Plate? Come on now. Yeah, that's stupid. One mana artifact. It is an equipment. It says equipped creature gets plus three, plus three, has protection, from each color that's not in your commander's color identity. You can equip it to your commander for three or equip it to an, any other creature for five. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, this thing's really good. Um, I don't... <laughs> really good in colorless, stupidly good in color stacks. Oh my god. Like, you just... I mean, it's just... It's good in just a commander expert from everything. Just good equipment in colorless decks. Anytime you want equipment. One mana, too. That's that's huge. Yeah. I don't know if it, it's not quite Swiftfoot Boots. Oh, no, this isn't nearly as good as Swiftfoot Boots. Or Lightning Greaves. It's like it's I don't think it's better than either of those. I, it might oh, be, actually. Yes. I don't know if it's it might not be better than Lightning Greaves. It might be better than Swiftfoot Boots. But shit, is it good? It is quite good. And I think that was like the only notable new Codex Shredder. Is Codex Shredder really in the set? Yeah. God damn There's it. Of blue. course it is. There's a blue-black... True, there is a blue-black mill theme. Any new multicolor some bitches. I would say, let's get to the meat of what this format's all about. Because multicolored cards and commander go together like peanut butter and jelly. Before we talk about anything in specific, can I just mention how obnoxious it is that in the commander-specific set, they did not print any five-color creatures? They did not. I think it's because it's a limited Okay, format. but like... In Theros Limited, with no oh, mana fixing, they, they printed Chromanticore. Could have for sure done it, you're wrong. And Chromanticore's not even legendary, but they threw it in that set because they're a flavor. What's more flavorful than if they just throw in a neat five-color commander in the commander set? They just do the thing. They could have put five-color Omnath in this for all I give a shit. That probably would have been a better place for it. They're just waiting for return to return to return to return to Zendikar to put five-color Omnath, I guess? I guess so. This pricks. But yeah, I mean, we do got some sweet multicolor cards in this. The one that I love more than anything in the entire world, Quain, the little rabbit wizard. Oh, yeah. Inherit or 
itinerant Inter- meddler. Yes, itinerant meddler. It's I love this card. Alice in Wonderland. It's the rabbit. It kind of is, yeah. So for white, you get a 1-3. Legendary rabbit wizard. You can tap it, and each player may draw a card. Each player who draws a card, you gain one life, which is sick. It's like the uh, the group hug style. Yeah, I'm a sucker for a good group hug deck. No one's going to kill this. No, absolutely not. You're just going to play this guy, and you just get to go, Um, how about everybody draw a card? I'm going to gain four life. And everybody's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to draw the card. And you're going to be like, perfect. You have to no, no, no. my you only, gain, you only gain one life. Is it? Each player draws a card and gains. Oh, each, each player, player. I thought you gained all the life. No, so everybody no. draws a card and gains a life. Yeah, I guess that, that makes the card a little bit worse, but uh, still still sweet. Like, I'm never going to say this card's not sweet. I love everything about it. Yeah, it's, it is. It's it's a group hug. That's what it is. It's, hey, here's a card. Everyone here's a life. Don't kill me. Let my guy live. And I do love commanders that, like, incentivize your opponent for not killing it. Well, that's what it is. It's like, oh, I'm going to benefit from this for sure. Yeah, and I love that. Because, like, typically when you play like, your commander... Everybody at the table is going to be like, uh, that needs to die. See, my mind when I saw it the other way, the wheel decks punish you for drawing cards. Oh, it's like you may draw a card, but instead of taking five life, you only take four. You're welcome, peasant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the difference between you and good I. enough, but no, it's not. But like, <laughs> I'd still love it regardless. Another multicolor card that I love, not necessarily as a card, but as a addition to Magic the Gathering, Hans. Erickson. Now, there are layers to it. First of all, I want to talk about the art. Ryan Pankos, the goat. Maybe one of his best pieces he's ever done for the game. This card is stunning. Yeah, it looks really good. Also, if you want to look at the card in the art, that young lady in the background behind our, our buddy Hans, do you know who that is? Um, I do not. Well, Matt, let me direct you to the flavor text where it says, nothing could ruin such a fine day. Safi. So different, different legend. I don't know the story behind. Now, Matt, I feel like I'm missing something. You are. Safi, Eric's daughter, is another legendary creature. She is from Time Spiral. Her flavor text: In the blink of an eye, she stood from deep snow to dusty waste. From the crease of light behind her, a voice rang hollow. Safri, wait for me. Ooh. Now, Matt, there are some layers there. Now I'm going to direct you to another card. Are you familiar with the card Lurgoyf? I am. The flavor text, Ahans run the Lurgoyf. Safra Eric's daughter, last word. That's fantastic. Holy shit. What a ride. That's pretty cool. Did not know Talk that. Talk about. I would have never known. Appetizer, main course, and dessert all in one. That is so much goddamn flavor. The fact that Ryan painted Safra in the back of this art. And everything fits together so fucking well. Oh, God. Oh, God, that's so good. That is pretty good. Again, this is, is another scenario. Spot on. There are two scenarios where they should add partner to cards. So partner should be removed from everything except for Quain or Chelos. They can only partner with each other because Taurus in the hair. And then Hans and Sofri can only partner with Hey, this is Commander. You can just say, hey, these have partner. That's true. I just want to get a Sharpie and just write partner on both of those cards and then just go to town. I really want to get some. I'm, I'm going to buy our cellos. If there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And I want them ultra to be Master Uguay. Although it does, it's like a realistic version and not necessarily like the cartoony version. I'll say this is already kind of reminiscent, right? Yeah, he's got the staff. He's got the ancient wisdom of the turtle. I'm pretty sure every turtle has the ancient wisdom of the turtle, but this guy very much so. Oh, tortoise, he's not a turtle. I guess he is, because uh, he has blue in him. 
Because water. Oh, welcome to the Fashion water. Shock Nature Podcast. You can tell that that's an Aspen because of the way that it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt, are there any other uh, multicolored commanders that you're fond of? I thought this one was kind of cool. The, uh, oh, the Sinatra voice of Crags, the Chimera. Oh, Chimera. yeah. That card so is sick. Choose X. X is the number of spells you cast this turn. So scry X or deal X damage to target creature or gain X life. What a cool, like, that is such a Jeskai card. Yeah. And if you have the thing, the blue thing out the turn scries and then draws. Oh, wee, that is gross. Just imagine being able to complete that puzzle unlimited and just go in. That would be bananas. Yeah, that's gross. I know there's another one that you were that you mentioned that you were fond of. Yeah, this is oh, probably Becca. my favorite. Uh, Becca's fantastic. Yeah, um, this is probably my new, it's terrible and it's fantastic. Oh, it's so, not great. Obeka Brute Chronologists, one and then Grixis, so blue, black, red. For a legendary creature, Ogre Wizard, and 3-4, you may tap it. Uh, the player whose turn it is may end the turn. Yep. That's it. <laughs> That's what the card does. I'm bored there's with a, it now. There's an artifact that does this, isn't there? There is. And that's like one of the main pieces in the Phage commander deck. So you cast Phage from your commander with the, with the trigger happening. You're just like, nope, I'm going to end this turn so I don't die. And then Phage is just there. Oh, Stance not know that. Yeah, so this, I mean, Obek and Phage are now real close homies. But there's also plenty of other shenanigans you can do with this. Ending uh, the turn, yeah. Ending the turn shenanigans. And I love the fact that you can just keep it up and just like, end your opponent's turn but it actually doesn't end your opponent's turn it just says uh they may hey do you would you like to end this turn it's a it's a it's a polite gesture instead of like forcing it's like hey if you want to end your turn right now you can and your opponent can just be like no uh, no dude no not at all <laughs> and then just business as usual continues but they can also just be like hey, you know what i'm done with this turn you're right timna the weaver was the white black card by the way yes you are so right well, I saw it as I was scrolling. Yes, because that's another cool thing about the set, because we are done with all of the actual spoilers for newer cards. There's another cool thing they're doing in the set, and they are printing the, like, the foil etched versions of previously printed commanders. So you're going to finally get the ability to have like foil nice versions of some of these cards. Oh, one other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, the pre-constructed decks, the blue green oh yeah go for it it is just a strict upgrade to tatiova so asi tyrant of gyre street legendary creature serpent four green blue for a five five you may play an additional each of your turn whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control you may draw a card just yeah this card's better not fucking around like one more mana but more toughness and additional yeah two same same exact ability but two more power two more for one more yeah way worth it and an additional yeah. land drop. Yep. Yeah, that card's gross. And I love that strict, they're doing like the pre-cons. It's weird that they're not putting those cards in the set, but still really cool. Yeah. Can you get these like fancy cards, I'm guessing? Yes, I believe so. Oh, that's why. Yeah. So you can get like these really neat, almost like like shadowy versions of these commanders. And like, this is some of the first time that you're going to get like, you, I, th I believe this is the first time you can get Zedru as a foil. Yeah, probably some of the like Zur. Um, I don't know Zur. You can't. Tana, um, Zur. That art was actually out. a judge promo, but the judge promo was the first time it was. But still, like M Marath, which is I I love Marath. Prosh. I also love that card. 
first time you can get these cards in foil. Yeah, these are probably going to be a pretty penny. Those commander folk like, like spending their hard-earned money. I mean, if it's your commander, I can see you wanting to be able to like get nuts, spend the extra money for your commander, and then that's like your cool, neat little custom piece that you have for that deck. If you don't even want to foil the whole thing, like your commander's worth foiling. Yeah, go out, splurge. All right, dude, two questions I got to ask. First, what are, give me just three commanders out of this that you are excited about, like either brewing with or just excited that they exist. So numero uno, Master Uguay. Oh, yep. Number two, probably the Ooze. Okay, I like that card. And then the uh, the blue idiot. Oh, the Scry, Scry dude. Oh, uh, Elagath. Elagath, Crossroads. Oh, yeah, that card's really good. Those are all very much your style of play. Absolutely. Draw a bunch of cards. I don't know if you know this, but I really like the Saltite. Oh, yeah. They could have not made a, a more you card, which somehow is also a fun card than Archelos. I'm actually going to take the blue card back and say Tevash Zot, Doom of Fools, the Black Planeswalker that lets you just jack fucking Planeswalkers. Yeah, uh, that that is a definitely Matt card, too. That's a degenerate, like, griefer thing for you to do. But those those are my my three. Where where you stand then? Um. So as a shocker to nobody, Lisa Shroud of the Dusk, the White Black Angel. She is Death and Taxes incarnate, and I cannot wait to build a Death and Taxes deck around her. I will most certainly be doing that. Also, Crark. He got oh, my gun. I forgot about that. <laughs> I fucking love that card, dude. All, like he immediately became one of my all time favorite characters in Magic with just this printing of this card. I cannot wait to make a chaos deck with him now instead of Norn and just go hard into the coin flip thing and then just focus like a sub theme on artifacts just so I can get his thumb out. And I'm definitely going to play his other thumb, even though it's a silver border card. I don't care. That just has to be allowed. It's commander, dude. You can do whatever you want. Good. So yeah. People, that's... No one does do whatever you want. Yeah. And then I'm also just going to play like sculpting steel and shit like that. That just lets me make copies of his thumb and Cork the Thumbless is going to have like seven different thumbs to pick from. That's all my goal is. You just want to give Homeboy a bunch of thumbs? Oh yeah, Cork the Thumbful is what I want. Yeah, you want an abundance. Yeah, too many thumbs. You and then that I, problem. For third? I mean, I'm going to have to steal it like from you. I also really love Archelos. That card is so much fun. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, what a cool fucking card. And my next question, a tie-in from last week. Now that we have the entire set, where are you at on this? One to ten, rate this as what, like a draft set, or I would say just ed- on the whole, how do you feel about this set? Take into consideration, like how fun is it going to be to draft? How cool are the cards? What does this mean for Magic? Like as a whole, what does this set mean? I'd say like a seven, seven and eight. okay, because really it is only Mander. Really, there are some cards that are here and there for other stuff, but for the most part. It- really just commanders and draft and most of the people who are going to draft this are going to be commissioned my guess that's fair i think if this set came out in a non-covid world this would be a much more successful limited experience the fact that it's coming out in the time period that it is is it means it's going to take a hit and it's not going to get any the recognition that it probably deserves as far as a limited format goes i'm really high on this set though i think this has like an eight point like five this set has so oh, many yeah, cool it's... cards for so many cool, like, strategies in Commander. I think it's a limited format. Like I said, some of my all-time favorite limited formats are kooky, weird ones. Like, I love Conspiracy. If we're taking draft formats as a whole, 
Conspiracy One might be my favorite draft format ever, even before Innistrad. Really? Yeah, like it's that good. It's such a cool draft format. That's surprising. So, like, who knows? Maybe when I get my hands on this, this might climb up the ladder. That'll be interesting to see if it does. Or- yeah, I have high hopes for yeah, I'm, that's my, it's like, this seems super fun, but is it going to be super fun or is it just going to be like shitty? You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, the thing is too, I can say that w- with a hundred percent certainty that this set is going to be net positive because of the cards in it. And we can say that now knowing all the cards, because we don't have to worry about what it does to a standard format or a modern format or anything like that. Yeah, we can get to whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. We get to judge these cards at face value without any context because the context is uh, essentially the history of magic as far as commander yeah the only question mark is whether it's going to be a limited good limited format which i think it will be i think it will be too but i'm not positive that's why that's my thoughts on but yeah commander legends that ties it up with a pretty little bow and if there were any uh cards that you wanted us to speak about or wanted to get our opinions matt i think there's a place that they would be able to ask us where would that be i'd be the fetch and chalk discord my dude we've uh, been talking about this set already on there a good amount but Oh, I will continue to talk about this set until it's long gone, because I think this set is so sweet. It's definitely pretty cool. No doubt yeah. about it. So go over to Fetch Shock Discord. You can find the link in the description of this episode or on our Twitter at Fetch underscore Shock. I think with that, there's only one more thing to do in this lovely episode. What might that be, good sir? We Stand got a for fucking slam dunk. game, buddy. Go. We got we a little bit that. of accumulated knowledge to play. And you were asking me this time. Right? Oh, scruff, scriffle. Well, while you do that, I will explain what we're doing. So Accumulated Knowledge is a game that we play at the end of each episode where we go to the Scryfall website and hit the random card generating button. One of us asks the name of the card. The other has to give the mana cost of the card. If they get it right, they get a point. And if they don't, um, then they never get to play with our cellos. That's right. But just specifically our cellos. Just our cellos. Okay. That's good because I'm not playing with our cellos. I'm playing with Master Uwe. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right, Matt, I have never been more ready for my first card, so let her rip. All right, your first card is Make a Stand. Make a Stand. This was a card, I actually think I know this one. This was a card from a core set. It's an anthem, but it also gives indestructible, which is why it's really good. It's obviously a white card, because that's why I know it. I think it gives, it gives, it definitely gives indestructible. I don't know if it gets plus one, plus one, or plus one, plus oh. It's three mana, two and a white. Is that your final answer? Mm-hmm. You're wrong. No, you got it. I would say, I know I know this card. I'd be shocked if I was thinking of a different card. Yeah, this is from M19. I knew it was from a core set. I'll give, let's know more. What the fuck is that? Just give me more white cards. So, I don't know if this is, no, this is a real card. That's not a good omen for me. If you're just like, is this real? Yeah, this is real. Okay. Um, this is Porcuparrot. Porcuparrot? I actually know this one, too. Oh, what's the mana cost on it, though? Because it's got mutate. Oh, because it's the tap and deal damage equal to the number of times it's been mutated. Oh, I think it's four and a red. Is that your final answer? Yeah, because I think the mutate's three and a red. Are you locking it in? Four and a red is my final answer, yeah. That one is actually, it is, is three it... and a red, and then the mutate is two and a red. Two and a red. Fuck! Oh, I had it up one. God damn it. I blew it. Yeah, this and it's like the weird printing one, so that's why I was like, Oh, like the card. anime art one. God damn it. Oh my god, I knew it and I totally blew it. Sucks to suck, bro. 
All right, are you ready for Numero Trace? I am. Release the Gremlins. Release the Gremlins? Oh, I actually have no clue what this card does. It seems like it would be like two and two red and then create like two or three Gremlins or it'd be like one in a red and create two Gremlins. I'm going to say, I'm going to say one in a red. No, give me a hint. What would you like? What, What does this card do? Destroy X target artifact. Create X two two red gremlin. Oh my god! This is the f- this is an X card. Is it red red X or is it red X? Oh, this is from Kaladesh. Oh, you know what this is? I do know what it is actually. Yeah, cause vintage, right? This is a double X, isn't it? This does not see playing. No, what did this see playing? I can't remember. It's red X X. Is it? Yeah, it is. This is a weird one. This is from Aether Revolt. Right? Or is it or from Aether Revolt or Kaladesh? Like one of those two are the same thing to me. They are the same. Those sets were terrible. Yeah, it's X, X, red. Play your final answer. It is. That is correct. This, goes, this was big in standard. Standard, that's what it was. I thought it was in another format for a while. And I don't, I, I guess I assumed vintage because artifacts. No, the, I forget the name. X, destroy X. Yeah, that one is, holy fuck, I wouldn't get this one. You ready for number four? Uh, apparently not one with nature one with nature oh boy i mean should i even use a hint with this i think you have to yeah yeah i don't think it's gonna help you i really don't yeah give me what this card does whenever enchanted creature deals combat damage to a player you search your library for basic land card and put that card into play tapped then shuffle your library oh well it's green it's whenever it deals damage to a player not when it attacks right Whenever it deals combat damage to a player. Okay. I'm going to say this is one in a group. Play your final answer. It is. Are you sure? I've never been more sure. I was making you sweat it. Um, you're actually in. It's God damn it. Because I, I, you asked me again and I'm like, oh, that means I'm right. <laughs> and I was not. It's a single green. A single green? That seems pretty good for a single green. It's not. Don't play this card ever. I guess it doesn't give anything to the creature besides the ability to go fetch a land. So you lose and you're never allowed to play Master Oogway. God you got a, damn it. You got like a waffle too. Golgari. Golgari charm? That one is going to be one black and one. That is. I'm not even going to ask you. No, I say, I, say, I at least know that one. I should have got the fucking Porcupine. God damn it. I was so close. I wouldn't have saved my life. I played a lot of that limited format. I cannot believe that I missed that by one mana. I guess I only cast it as a mutate, and I thought that, like, that was just the casting cost, and then I, so it was just like, okay, so it has to be that, and then one less is the mutate, but I don't, I, I, yeah, I totally blew that one. It's okay. I forgive you. Well, I guess that means you get the shout-out for this. Jim Davis. So, since I win and you suck, um, my shout-out, a pro player, uh, Jim Davis, so he's constantly on Twitch, I'm always putting stuff out, seems like a genuine loves gob- gobbers. He is a big Goblin fan, and he does, like, goofiest shit. I love the fact that he just, like, plays the worst deck. One of my favorite things ever uh, on Twitter, he always posts pictures of his hand of the week, and they're always, like, hardcore trash. Oh, yeah, they're just, like, of just seven different cards. All of them are different colors. Like, it's bad. Yeah, yep, those are my favorite. Oh, right here, right on his Twitter. And uh, mouse-looking fucking thing. Oh, hell yeah. He does it. He, its name. Rep the fucking gerbils, my dude. What's his gerbils name? Forget. Uh, Igor. That's a fantastic. Yeah, fuck yeah. So good. Yeah, shout out to Jim Davis. Jim Davis MTG on Twitter. 
The dude. Yeah, that's what it. That's his Twitter, right? It's the fucking yeah account. at Jim Davis MTG. That keeps it super simple. Oh, I scrolled the wrong. Way. You blew it. Yeah, go check him out. Follow him on Twitter. Go watch him on Twitch. He also writes for Cool Stuff Inc. Right? He does. Yeah, Cool Stuff Inc. Uh, he's one of the BC W Supply dudes. Oh yeah, Jim's he's the man. A, he's a New Yorker. I mean, we'll let it pass that he's a New Yorker. Hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> I love. It. All right, dude. You got anything else? No, I mean. Besides our shoutouts for the week, which is the Fetch and Shock Twitter at Fetch underscore Shock, my Twitter at Basic Landbin, and Matt's Twitter at It's Bop, and our lovely friends over at Flipside Gaming, where you can buy your Commander Legends cards or sealed product. If you use code Fetch at checkout, you will get 10% off your order, so go do that. And also our lovely Fetch and Shock Discord, where you can talk about all things Magic the Gathering, including Commander Legends. I think besides that, I think we're all good to go, my dude. I think so. All right. Uh, I guess we're going to do the thing where you can't yell, but I can. Yeah, I can't work. Um, I kind of love rubbing it in, though. The one time that I'm going to be able to do it is with a town. You're gonna, and you're going to release the wolves. Yeah, people are going to hear six hotel rooms down, think someone fucking murdered. That's going to be such a sweet, sweet release, though. Oh, yeah. But For until sure, then... Maybe. We will see you later, nerds!